Life After the Fight is a show that speaks to everyday issues pertaining to our mind, body, and soul. We will address topics ranging from mental health, self-care, fatherhood, family, relationships, and more. Our goal is to encourage listeners to keep fighting through the obstacles, challenges, and struggles. The focal point is simple. Seek a fresh perspective. Become teachable and improve your overall health and wellness. If you're craving more growth and development, this podcast is for you. All right, man. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. I'm ready. I'm, 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 I'm still riding high on our, uh, our last program with the guests that we had. Man, yes. It was such a great show that uh, yes. I'm still riding on the wings of that. But uh, overall, everything's good, man. Uh, just gave me a lot of uh, energy and juice to talk about what we're going to talk about tonight. But before we do that, what about you? Anything that's been happening new you want to share with the audience or anything? You know, I, I want to just share with the audience how pleased I am to get the feedback that we got from the last two shows with Michelle, our guest. Good. Um, and I just wanted to just, just kind of just say thank you for those who not only tuned in, but those who also left comments. Um, believe it or not, those two shows really helped a lot of people. Good, um, good, and a lot good, of people good. can relate to um, the topics that we talked about. And I just think that this is what the show is for. You know, it's to, it's to give new perspective, fresh perspective, and insight on things that a lot of people don't really are comfortable talking about. And when you think about life after the fight, you know, it's like you never stop fighting because that's what life is. You know, you fight to survive and you fight to live and you fight to carry on and to help others uh, do the same thing. So I just want to thank the audience for just being receptive and, and leaving those encouraging comments. Good, good, good. That that uh, makes me think about tonight, our uh, topic of choice. Yes. I put a lot of thought into this because I think it's really important. I, I shared this with a few people before uh, getting to you this evening, and uh, they thought it was really good. Now, this topic is for everyone in all ages. However, I am keenly focused on young people, okay? Keenly focused on young people for this one because this is something that uh, my parents' parents didn't teach them. Mm-hmm. Because they didn't know. And my parents, not that they didn't teach me this, but didn't know the direction to go with this either. So I feel like I'm the first generation in my family to be able to have a real rational conversation about this particular topic. So we're going to jump right in. Uh, the topic tonight is finance and your future. Hey, Ricky, I'm going to read just a few things before I ask you a question. Okay. The first thing that came into my mind was that this. You came into the world fee-free, meaning your parents or the insurance company or whoever paid to get you here. You didn't ask to be here, so you didn't have to pay because you didn't know that there was a fee. Okay? However, is it too much to ask that you contribute to your exit? That's the question. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up is because too many of us don't think about our financial futures. 
we live our lives in the day-to-day because we sort of live in the present, which is great. But even if you don't, you know, look too far in the future, you should still prepare. I'm not saying plan too far ahead, but you should prepare. The things that came to mind was retirement plans, savings, 401ks, investments. You know, the proper utilization of these financial instruments can have a powerful impact on your future journey. You don't have to be an asset to anyone, but just don't be a burden. Now, in 2022, 46% of all households reported savings in retirement accounts, reported not having any savings in their retirement accounts. 26 had saved more than 100,000, 9% had more than half a million. Now, we know that that 9% and those numbers are skewed because that's to the people who are in the 1% of the population. There you go. So we're not even going to consider that. Yes. But what was really important to me was that nearly half of all American households have no retirement savings. As of August 2023, the average check is $1,705.79 for Social Security benefits. Now, that may sound great if you live in maybe a podunk poor area, but we live in California. California. We know that money's not going to go far, okay? <laughs> Let's just call it what it is. It's yes. not going to go anywhere. What I didn't know, and I thought this was really important to share with our audience, Ricky, that even if the people who are listening know, please share this with other people who hadn't even considered this. In order for you to qualify for Social Security, you must have worked and paid into Social Security taxes for 10 years or more, and then you'll get a monthly benefit based on that work. So for those people who are handymen or handywomen or feel like you're skating past our system, when you get of a certain age and you can't physically work, you're 62, 65, or whatever the case may be, and now you're looking to get some kind of benefits, they're not going to be there for you because you didn't contribute to this. Also, last point, 57% of Americans, and I thought this was pretty high, 57% of Americans can't cover an unexpected $1,000 expense. Meaning if a $1,000 emergency came along, first of all, they couldn't cover it. And if they were able to do it, they would probably bankrupt their families. And so that's why I really wanted to talk to our young people and say, hey, listen, you know, and I'll make this more personal. Because my son came to me recently, he just got his uh, associate's degree, and he said, hey, Dad, you know, I'm trying to do this, do that, and do the other, and I want to get this particular job. And I said, well, let's sit down and be realistic about this for a second. A lot of people right now are being laid off, okay? So with that being the case, you're going to run into a situation where you have people who are going to be more qualified than you. Not that that should deter you from trying to get employment, but don't be so, I call it, steadfast, focused on just what you want to do. I said, here's what your plan should be. Your plan should be this. Make money. Get a job. doesn't matter what it is. Just get a job so you have money because what it does for you is give you confidence in yourself. Yes. Not only does it give you confidence in yourself, it also allows you to prepare for what is going to be ahead of you in the future. Now, As I'm talking to him, it makes me think about some adults who I know personally who have lost their jobs and 
Yes. They're trying to stay in the same industry that they just got let go in, and that's all they're doing. Like, I, I, I have a guy who said, well, I'm just, I'm just waiting to see if I can get a position in banking again. I said, well, you know what? I said, to make your wife feel more comfortable, maybe you should cash your nets a little more vast, yeah. a little wider. A little wider. He did so. Didn't get a job in banking, but got a job in another industry. Found out that he actually even likes what he's doing. I said, see, mm-hmm. if you weren't so focused on just that banking, you never know. You could have been way more successful somewhere else. There you go. I said, but I digress. Getting back to the young people, just make sure that you are handling your financial future. Mm-hmm. Because here's the reality of things. Your future is of paramount importance only to you. Now, I'm not saying that your friends and family are going to love you and support you, but even that has limitations. So figure out what can you do for yourself. We always talk about each day you talk to someone and they say, and you ask them how they're doing and say, oh, I'm just trying to be a better me. Well, this is part of being a better you. Yes. Because being a better you makes everybody around you better. So, Ricky, let me ask you, what do you think about uh, finances and the future and, 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 and just that category pertaining to people that you come across? Well, this is a question that I would say is a very touchy, sensitive subject, considering the times that we're living in. Um, you know, we just, like I said, we're, we're still recovering. The average American is still recovering from the pandemic. Um, you have a lot of people, like you said, have been laid off. Right. You have a lot of people that have lost their homes, their properties, you know, their families. And so finances has, has definitely cost uh, America a lot. And so this is something that unfortunately causes people who are in that percentile of the majority as far as that can't cover, let's say, a $1,000 expense like you were talking about. Um, and then also to the social security aspect. I think because of all the stress and anxiety that has come upon family members and just people in general, um, I think people are more in survival survival mode versus planning mode. But I do agree with you in regards to our younger people. I think our younger people um, are a little bit more into thinking about those things because the younger people, it, it hadn't really affected them as much as right. say um, the, the the next generation or the older generation. But I think that just from people that I've come across, I think that it's based on the work ethics of what you did after college or even if you went to college, let's say you went to a trade school or you know you did some kind of you know vocational training. I think a lot of people are programmed based on that initial education completion, mm-hmm. and then and then whether they invested the stock market, you know, whatever the case is, people right now are really just trying to figure out this next phase. And right. so the next phase really is like I'm gonna use myself for example, me being a business owner for ten years, right? I haven't I haven't worked a job for someone in ten years because I was laid off, okay. and so. That prompted me to go back to school, okay, and get a, and get a degree, uh, another one. And so when I did that, I then started business for myself. But what I realized is is that 
even with starting your own business, there's a lot of responsibilities and a lot of, you know, um, investments into your company and your business. But once the pandemic hit, that impacted my business and impacted a lot of people's business. So what I had to do was I had to reinvent the wheel. I had to start, you know, doing things differently to bring, still bring income in. And even now, I'm still doing more things and I'm looking at, check this out. I haven't told anybody this. So whoever's watching it, you know, they, 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 they're going to get it firsthand. Gotcha. Over the last two or three months, I've had to really look at what was going to be advantageous for me, my kids, and if I decide to get married again, right? Mm -hmm. I have to do something that's going to be more stable than unpredictable. My business has been unpredictable for the last four years. And so I said to myself, I'm going to now look at something a little bit more concrete and something that's going to be more viable. And the business aspect, instead of that being primary, it's going to be secondary. Gotcha. And the reason why I say that is because what I'm learning in this work field, workplace now, mm -hmm. things are changing as it relates to work. Right. People, you got more people working from home. Okay. You got you got more people that are only going into work. Maybe I'm one once, of those people. There you go. Once, <laughs> so that's the average get go. So what I'm looking at is okay. What industry is going to best suit me in my circumstances, but also that's going to be uh, a shoe in as far as it's going to always going to be a need for it. And I think that's what the key is for a lot of Americans. You got to be able to find out. What industry is going to always be a need versus this is what I want. This is all I know. No, you have to sometimes change up industries. You have and to be versatile. You have to be versatile. And then you got to look at, okay, if I got to go back to school, like I did, I went back to school. Thank God I did because I learned so much, not just for the business sake, but what other options that I have. Right. So I can go into all this. So right now I'm going into teaching. Oh, good. Okay. On good. the high school level. And, and But listen to this. Let me tell you, I have to reinvent the wheel. Not only am I going into teaching, but I'm going to use skills from my business to bring to the, to the schools because there's a need for it. Like health, wellness, and fitness is a need. Right. You have a lot of students and teachers and faculty who are in need of those services. So I'm going to do a two-for-one. I'm going to teach, and I'm also going to do training. Nice. So I had to reinvent the work because I said to myself, well, I have to be able to do something not just different, but how can I merge what I'm already doing and still be able to carry on and bring in consistent income without being caught? You know, thank God I haven't, you know, by the grace of God, I've been good, but it can always get better and it can always be better because of what I'm trying to accomplish. So finances, yes. That's something you have to definitely look at because, like I said, I have life insurance, um, and I had to change that up over the last, what, 18 months. <laughs> and I changed it up because I realized that there are a lot of benefits with life insurance and, and how the dividends to it as well. But for the most part, I am looking for the future, and I am looking for my kids because tomorrow's not guaranteed for me. Right. You know, so it's I have not to make guaranteed sure. for anybody. Exactly. So I have to make sure I got stuff set up. So in the event that I, you know, leave this earth, at least my kids are taken care of and I don't have to worry about it. I'm glad, Ricky, you're thinking on those lines because the reason that 
this topic even, I guess, became top of mind for me. Yes. Is I had always seen this, but never give, never paid much attention. I'm going to appointments. I'm going to see clients. And I'm traveling over the freeways, but then I'm always getting off on the exits. And it seemed like every other exit I was getting off on, there was one or two individuals and they're standing there and they have these signs that said, collecting donations for Juan's funeral, collecting yes. donations yes. for Rhonda's funeral. And I thought to yeah. myself, clearly these people didn't prepare, I won't say plan, then prepare for the inevitable, which, you know, as every one of us is born, yes. we're going to leave here at some point. And I just thought, wow, I don't want my family to be in a position where they have to beg to put me in my final resting, resting place. place. And go. so it, it started shifting my mind and thinking a lot of different yeah. ways and saying, wow, you know, yeah. and then we have GoFundMe and this and that and the other, which is another whole story because yeah. it should be only for emergencies, but now people, people are doing it for everything. Now for paying their rent and buying cars and everything else, people which is not the purpose of what it was supposed it. to be. They're for. abusing it, yeah. But I just thought it was really interesting that, you know, we, we teach about a lot of things in life, but we don't teach, in my opinion, how to financially secure yourself. Yeah. And I'm thinking... Wow, that's a lesson that I really need to teach my son, you know, not just, hey, be a good productive citizen towards society, but make sure that in that, in in doing so and being that productive citizen, that it also means you taking care of your financial obligations yes. for yourself and others who are dependent upon you. Yes. Yes. You know, because as we get older, a lot of us uh have anchors that depend on us, whether it be your spouse, uh, your children, and even at some point your children's children. Yes. Hopefully you've taught your children well enough that they can teach their children and you can be there just a happy grandparent at there some point. Go. But I just thought about that because particularly in our community, black and brown, I, I only know, I, I can only speak to that which I know, but when I talk to a lot of my uh Caucasian counterparts, mm -hmm. they have financial instruments and tools in place and freely talk about it. That's how I learned about a lot of things that I didn't know that I wasn't taught mm -hmm. because it wasn't top of mind. There you go. And again, you said something that was very interesting. When you're coming from a, a place of survival mode. Yes. You never live a life of thriving because you're just trying to get from one end you go. to the other. Feet. That's it. And that's not living. You're just merely surviving. Surviving. That's it. And so I wanted to bring this up because in all the education that a young person gets and everything else, do yourself a favor and invest in yourself. Yes. And when I say invest in yourself, make sure that you look into any financial instruments or tools that are going to better your future, future. situation in life. Yes. I have, I have a question. Sure. And I'm so glad you, you brought this topic up, George, because a lot of people are afraid to talk about finances. I know. And, and it's a weird, it's a <laughs> it's weird a thing. Weird because, thing. Because, but these are the same people that will spend money carelessly. On things that don't 
yield a return. The newest suit, that new Mercedes, that Dude, everything How else. about this? <laughs> Going out to eat, spending $150, or buying a, and, and, I, and I have to say this, and, and audience, forgive me in advance, but I have to share this, because I was trying to find how I was going to incorporate what I saw into the show, and this is the perfect example. Okay. So, so again, ladies who are listening, by no means am I throwing any shade in your shopping. But what the video said was, how important is a purse, let's say Louis Vuitton or Gucci, right? How important is that purse purchase for either the benefit of the woman or the benefit of the man? They had both men and women commenting on that. And what statistics show was, Men don't really care no. what kind of purse a woman has on her shoulder. No. They are more concerned with what she is bringing to the table as far, her, as far as her mind, body, and soul. Yes, nice clothes, but the purse is not really something we're impressed with. But we learned in that video that the purse is not necessarily for the man. It's for the woman because a lot of women like to compete with other women and they like to be able to show other women, look what I got, look what I got. And you got some women that would rather spend $2,400 on a purse but won't get her teeth fixed, won't work on her body, won't get her nails done, won't do anything self-care-wise, but she'll put all that money into a purse. So my question to you, George, is this. Why do you think, and it's not just women, men do the same thing with cars and, and different things like that, but I just have to use that example. What do you think that comes from, George? I think that comes up, I, I don't want to make it as simple as this, but the first thing that comes to my mind is one-upsmanship. Mm -hmm. Is you have that, I have to get better. And then you keep doing that to each other until one of you has to tap out. Have to tap out because you don't have enough. Yeah. Uh, it's unfortunate that that's the case because a lot of times, and I'll say as human beings, we don't do majority of what we do, we don't do for ourselves. We do for the, uh, the yes. either validation, confirmation, or admiration of somebody else. Yeah, I agree. And that's why we do it. You know, yeah. if you live in a if, if you're living in a five thousand square foot house. And it's just two of you and a child, and your friend buys a ten thousand square foot house, and you go out and get an eleven thousand square foot house. Why? Because that doesn't make any sense that doesn't at all. Make any sense you don't need a bigger house. All you've done is created yourself a bigger problem, that's more it. burden, something that's going to keep you not being able to sleep at. That's it. That's it's it. not practical, and that's the things we don't do a lot of things in our lives that have practical purpose. You know, why would you buy a three thousand dollar purse and have five dollars in it? Makes no sense. Wow. Right? And then the listen to this, George. The the the, the three thousand dollar purse is not something that you're going to use every day. You will use it based on the outfit that you're wearing or whatever special occasion that you're going to. So really, if and you risk of getting stolen. <laughs> yes. Yes. But but here's here's the point. Yes. This actually happened this morning. 
It's a, a, a woman that I see uh, doing my daily walks in the morning. She goes every day and gets her a Starbucks coffee. Okay. Now, for those of you that are listening, I'm not speaking against you getting your coffee every day. That's fine. Nothing wrong with that. I, I, I like tea. I like Starbucks tea. However, I asked her a simple question. I said, hey, I see you do this every day. I'm just curious. How much of the company do you own? She looked at me and goes, I don't own Starbucks at all. I said, well, let me rephrase that. Then. <laughs> because you're such a patron of this establishment. Yes. Have you purchased a few shares so that way it can offset the cost of your cup of coffee that you get every day? And she goes, no, I never even thought about doing something like that. I said, well, you know, this is merely a suggestion. However, if you're going to frequent here or McDonald's or somewhere else that you really, really like, why don't you buy a piece of it? That way, every time you go in, you're contributing to yourself. You're making the stock price go up. And if you have a few shares of that stock, guess who's benefiting? You're benefiting. Yes. But as long as you're just buying their cups of coffee, which to me is outrageously priced, you're just giving them money and you're getting no benefit other than the simple enjoyment of the coffee. Yes. And again, I'm not speaking about taking away your enjoyment. Enjoy that coffee, but also get the benefit of a few coins as well. Wow, man. You you said something that goes to what conversation I had last week with one of my clients. Um, I Like I said, this client, uh, I provide services for in regards to um, meal preps. Okay. And the client basically started off with, I need to eat healthy. Because my doctor is telling me I have some health issues. And if I don't change the way I eat and decrease certain things that are causing my levels to go up, then they can lead to other things. Right. Well, guess what? He came to me. He said, this is what my doctor said. I need your help. It was a referral. I said, no problem. Created a nice plan for this client. And, and the client's numbers went down. Nice. Doctor was happy and he was happy and, you know, he still had to take some medication, but it was decreased. Now, check this out. We got into maybe the second month. He was feeling good. And he had about a certain amount of meals left on his contract. So he told me, let's put a hold on it and um, I'll pick it back up because I got some things I'm going to be doing. Well, make a long story short, he started to do a lot of vacations. He started to hang out. He got off the plan. Got off the plan. <laughs> holidays came around. Started eating good. So after the holidays. Oh, man, good as in eating like he used to eat. Exactly. That's what I mean. He started eating good, which means he started to gain more weight. Got right? It, got it. And so he calls me after the holidays, first of the year, and says, Yo, man, do I still have, do I still got the meals? I was like, yeah, you still got them. He says, yeah, because it's been three months. So he basically said to me in a nutshell, he said, well, can I guess? Yeah, you can. He said, I need to get back on track. He says, I said, okay, cool. Let's get back on track. So I went ahead, provide the 12 meals, create a new plan. I said, yeah. I said, so let's let's get back on track. He says, yeah. He says, you know what? I'm going to think about it. He's got the 12 meals. He said, I'm going to think about it because I'm going to do some traveling over the next month or two. So I was thinking, I, would make, I said, okay. And so after he got the meals, and I sent him to do it, he, told me, he says, you know what, man? He goes, um, I think I'm going to pass because this is really um, 
the price is very high and uh, I'm not going to be able to afford it. And I said to myself, but you can afford to go on vacation. You can afford to eat at all these nice restaurants, but you can't afford to invest in your own health even after the doctor told you this is your problem, this is your issue, and if you don't change, then this is what's going to happen. Well, I was going to say to you, listening to your story, if he said the food is high, I think the cost of a funeral is about $25,000. Yeah. That would be a whole lot higher. <laughs> so and the thing about it is I always say to people, I say, listen, you know, allow people to mourn your death yeah. <laughs> and, and, and not be mad because you died and left a big old bill for them. <laughs> Yeah. But I, I said all that to say, and it's not the, you know, the, I'm not, I'm not putting this, you know, climate. No, no, I hope he's listening. Yeah, no, 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 I'm not putting him on blast, but I, I, I had to use this example to show how, you were talking about investing in yourself. Investing in yourself. We don't invest in ourselves enough, but we invest in other people and other businesses that won't benefit us at all. There's no benefit. We're not getting anything out of investing in somebody else because there's no return. There's no return. And as you said that, Ricky, that's what makes me think that's why, for those that are listening, that's why we do the show. Yes. Because we're hoping that if you've never heard this before, you're at least hearing it now. When we say invest in yourself, don't be the individual that you're making a whole bunch of money, but you're missing out on different aspects of who you are. You're physical, you're emotional, you're mental. Because guess what? Even if you make a bunch of money, if you're not doing not doing it in a balanced and well-rounded way, yes. you will spend all of that money to get your health back correctly. So have balance in every area and aspect of your life, including your finances. And that's it, man. I mean, and, and we come as we come to a close of this show, I just want to say this. I'm learning every day, George, to invest more into myself. I'm right there with you. Because I'm, I'm right my there best investment. Because if I don't see it that way, I'm going to continue to be at a loss exactly. down the road. Because you and I were getting older, yes. and our body is changing. Yep. So if we don't start investing more in ourselves, our yield is going to be very low, and it's not going to benefit no one. It's actually going to be a deficit for our family. Ricky, I really enjoyed having this conversation with you tonight about finances and our future because so many people just, as as, as the words of always, oh, well, I'll just wing it. Winging ain't going to get you far. Not at all. (laughs) Because, look, if you just wing it, you're probably not going to ever fly. Yeah. And we want you to soar. We want to soar, yeah. We want you to soar. We want you to prosper. Uh, You know, one of the things that I'll say before we go off of this show, Ricky, is... You were raised Christian, and so was I. And I remember a scripture when I was a kid that said, God would that you would prosper and be in good health. He didn't say he's going to make you prosper and be in good health, but that he would, and that would, pardon me, I would that you would have enough interest in yourself to do this. Yes. I agree. I agree. I agree. You know, I tell my oldest son, I said, look, the only thing I desire from you is health, happiness, and prosperity. I ain't going to give you those three things, but that's what I would for you. Yes, definitely. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I, I enjoyed the show. I hope the audience got something from it. And, I hope you guys did. You know, like we we enjoy talking to you guys, and we enjoy doing this show because yes. we're hoping that through our experiences and through our uh, 
readings and so forth that we can be a voice and vehicle to get you to a place that you didn't think you could go. Definitely. Yeah. Till next time, okay. Ricky. This has been great, man. Yes, man. Thanks. Life after the fight. We'll see you next time. Thank you.